Welcome to the Andy Griffin Show, the number one talk show in St. George, starring Andy Griffin. That's me. Thank you for the intro. Nine minutes after 9 a.m. Happy Friday to you. It feels so good when you get to Friday, doesn't it? It's like, ah. I know some of you work weekends and uh, have a, some, some of you have busier weekends than you do weekdays, but for uh, for me and uh, Allie over here in the other studio, uh, weekends are extra sweet, aren't they? Yes, they are. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to talk with Allie in a little bit about today's news headlines and in particular a story she's been following involving a couple that is stuck. Mm-hmm. A long way from here. Now, yes. it might not be a bad place to be stuck, but if you don't have any money, it's kind of a bad place to be stuck. Right. So we'll talk about the, the couple uh, in Hawaii. They got to, got to Hawaii without incident, and they just couldn't get back home. We'll talk to, talk about that in a bit. Uh, coming up later on during the show, I'm not going to tell you when. I want you to wait with bated breath. Uh, I've got two tickets now. Whatever you got planned tonight, maybe you're going to dinner, maybe you're going to go see a show with movie theaters open and stuff, Uh, but I would encourage you to clear your calendar if you win this prize or if you you want, Uh, because I have two tickets to see Bill Engvall tonight at Tuacon Amphitheater. That's tonight, 7.30 show. Seats are pretty good. They're uh, row in, uh, right in the center section. Uh, at Tuacon, and uh, I'm going to give those away in about, uh, well, it could be 10 minutes, it could be 20 minutes, it could be 35 minutes. I haven't decided yet. I'm, I'm going to let the uh, winds determine when I give that away. Uh, again, Bill Engvall tickets sometime during the program today, so uh, keep listening if you would. It's Open Line Friday. would love to hear your phone call, 673-5890. Allie's going to uh, she's going to field some calls, get your name and the topic for which you want to talk about. Uh, other items of business. Okay, over at Barbecue Pit Stop, friends of the show love Barbecue Pit Stop, but over at Barbecue Pit Stop tomorrow from 11 a.m. to 4 p.m., we are going to have a, a food truck there. Now, this isn't just any food truck. This is Cade with High Voltage Barbecue. Now, Troy always tells me, he's like, he's like man, uh, people come into my store all the time and want to buy some barbecue. And then I said, well, you mean accessories, right? Because that's what he sells. And he said, no, they want to actually buy some barbecue. And I have to explain to them, well, we don't sell food here. We sell accessories so you can make the food. And some people leave disappointed. Others buy some sauce or whatever and, and then leave. But uh, tomorrow, again, he's arranged with Cade from High Voltage Barbecue to bring his uh, barbecue truck into town. Uh, I believe he said he's he's, uh, he's smoking eight briskets for tomorrow's uh, situation. Yeah, eight briskets. You figure each brisket's, you know, 13 to 15 pounds. So we're talking about over 100 pounds of brisket. Plus, he's got pulled pork, sausage, chicken. Uh, it's the barbecue food truck uh, over. It's called High Voltage over at the barbecue pit stop. That's about 300 east behind Napa Auto Parts. Uh, now, a little assignment for you. The Troy told me that Kay will come back every Saturday if he has a good day tomorrow. So if you, uh, you know, if you want a little barbecue and you want him to come back, I'd say, hey, stop on by there, pick some BBQ up, and uh, you might be able to get some every Saturday. That's over at the Barbecue Pit Stop tomorrow, 11 a.m. to 4 p.m. Uh, what other items of business did I have? That's it for now. Oh, wait, there was one more. What did I do with that paper? There it is. Uh, today, nope, that's not the right paper, mate. Allie, do you remember, you wrote it down. Do you remember the details on that drive-through vaccination thing going on at the Hurricane Valley uh, Family Pharmacy? 
house. So it's uh, it's going to be until one o'clock. It's going to be a drive-through. I found it. So oh, I can help you. But keep talking. Coral Canyon Cinema is where it will be held. Coral Cliffs Cinema. Coral Cliffs. Sorry, yeah. I am new here. Well, sort of. <laughs> Anyway, you live in Hurricane. Come I on. know. <laughs> on the outskirts, though. That's All my right. excuse. So from now until one o'clock, right now. So you can go over to Coral Cliff Cinema in Hurricane and uh, get yourself a vaccination from Hurricane Family Pharmacy. So right, that's that's basically it, right? There's no catch, no details. You don't need any money. You just go and uh, is your microphone off? That's it. Should be on. Are you there? Anyone can go through the drive-thru. Anyone can go, okay. And get the vaccine. She was lip-syncing. She was, she was Millie vanilli it to me, and I was like, I, I don't understand Millie Vanilli, so I'm glad you're talking again. That's oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, 9, 9.13 on KDXU. A couple of sound bites I want to play for you. One of them is a little bit longer, and I don't mean long, like 20 minutes long. It's, a, it's about a... Let's see if I can find the exact time. It's seven minutes long. This is my conversation with U.S. Senator Mike Lee from the state of Utah yesterday. Here's what Mike had to say. I think you'll find this very interesting, folks. As we've had the last few Thursdays in a row, Senator Mike Lee joins me on the air. Mike, how you doing, man? Doing great. It's good to be with you, as always. Thank you for coming on the air. I know the people of Southern Utah appreciate uh, being able to hear from you every week. It's been it's been fantastic. Uh, some really troubling things going on in our country right now. First of all, I heard a soundbite from you. I think you were, was it Sean Hannity show that you were on talking about uh, over my dead body type things. You want to explain what that was about? Well, first of all, there's a, a, a bill in front of Congress right now, yeah. a, a bill that's uh, been Shoot, that has not happened before on this particular media player. I don't know why it stopped all of a sudden. Uh, let's try again and get it going. Very bizarre. I, I have this one uh, media player that's very, very reliable. As we've had the last uh, few Thursdays in a row, Senator Mike Lee joins me on the air. Mike, how you doing, man? Doing great. It's good to be with you, as always. Thank you for coming on the air. I know the people of Southern Utah appreciate uh, being able to hear from you every week. It's been it's been fantastic. Uh, some really troubling things going on in our country right now. First of all, I heard a soundbite from you. I think you were, was it Sean Hannity show that you were on talking about uh, over my dead body type things. You want to explain what that was about? Well, first of all, there's a, a, a bill in front of Congress right now, yeah. a, a bill that's uh, been championed by Speaker Pelosi, known as HR one, uh, mm-hmm. but I prefer to call it something else, like the Illegal Voting Act or the Corrupt Politicians Act. Yeah. The purpose of which is to permanently ensconce the Democratic Party as uh, the party that will forever rule our government, and would take away the authority of states to clean up their voter rolls, virtually eliminate any authority the states would otherwise have to require voter ID and centralize the power to conduct elections, draw congressional district boundaries away from the states. And this is a big problem. We've got to defeat it. We've got to make sure that this doesn't pass because it, it, uh, it's, it's, it's really an existential threat to good government. 
you know, the, the old saying is, well, the, you know, who writes a history book? It's, it, books, it's the winners. And this is a, a situation right now. They're, they're on top. They have the majority they need in different situations. And, of course, uh, they're going to try to change the rules and make everything in their favor. Is this something that's going to pass? Is, I mean, uh, how close is this to being a reality? Well, it would pass if they could uh, nuke the filibuster. In other words, if they can get rid of the requirement of the Senate that it takes 60 votes to end debate so that you can vote on a bill. If they can somehow get around that, get rid of the filibuster, then then it would pass. If they can't, then it won't. It's it's about that simple. Um, But they've got tricks up their sleeve. I'm not sure exactly which ones they're going to deploy or when. But I suspect that in the next few weeks, uh, we could see some action on that. And so we're, we're trying to conceive of every possible strategy they could deploy here so that we're ready to confront it. You know, it, it, in Mexico, they had a party um, called the Partido Revolucionario Institucional, or pre-party, the, the Revolutionary Institutional Party of Mexico, mm-hmm. that for the better part of a century, was in control of their Congress and their presidency. And whether they're aware of the PRI example or not, I I suspect that that's the kind of model they want to achieve. They they want to achieve institutional party status, where they just are the party that controls American politics, and that would be bad. The... the the idea, I guess, behind it all is that you get enough people voting that shouldn't be voting or enough ability to change votes like it seems like they would be able to do where they would never lose again, never lose a majority again, which uh, I, I think even a lot of Democrats would say, well, this really can't be good for America because you basically we, we become a one party nation. Yes, but I think many of them probably see that as a feature, not uh, a bug. Oh, boy. Uh, and, uh, you know, they, that's why it's important for us to keep the government, keep the federal government in particular out of things that are not the federal government's business, like maintaining voter registration rolls. This would prevent the states from going through their registration rolls and taking up people who have either died or moved to another state or uh, registered twice, things like that. It would make it nearly impossible for things like this, setting aside the, the voter ID requirements. Not completely unrelated is a mess down at the Mexican-American border. Uh, We had a report earlier today that uh, as many as 500 children every single day, unaccompanied minors, are trying to get across, and and that's left our border patrol in in just a quandary. Uh, Can you comment on that, Mike? Yeah. The untold story here is that as that's happening, uh, the Mexican drug cartels are profiting from it immensely. And as that is happening, um, a very significant percentage, the low ball figure I've heard is somewhere in the range of 30% of all women and children who come through that are sexually abused. Um, Mark Morgan, the former head of the Border Patrol, came and spoke to um, a group of senators, a lunch that I put together for all Republican senators last week, and estimated that that number could be as high as uh, double that amount. Uh, this is um, a shameless exploitation by the drug cartels of uh, people in desperate circumstances in northern triangle countries within Central America. And they're profiting from it. And uh, these very vulnerable people are being put in even more vulnerable circumstances because of this combination of the bad actors within the drug cartel 
and uh, bad uh, lax enforcement policy and just bad policy by the Biden administration encouraging them to come. Look, during COVID, we we all but sealed off that border. Yeah. Uh, as far as uh, yeah, people coming across illegally, we know that it can be done, but it does require some will exercised by the president in power. We don't have that right now. Is there anything that you as a senator or us as a, as a populist can do about it? Yes. I mean, uh, uh, I'm preparing to introduce legislation that would address a lot of these issues. Uh, uh, I, I, I hope that we will reach a point where some of that could pass. But, you know, it makes absolutely no sense uh, the way we handle the border right now. And we've we've put ourselves in, in an impossible position and we put these immigrants in a bad position. And one of the things that we need to communicate is that this is not a victimless crime. Right. Uh, as someone who's who who lived and worked for two years uh, among uh, um, border settlements along the U.S.-Mexican border in South Texas mm-hmm. and lived and worked among the poorest of the poor, I can tell you there's no group of people who is inclined to fear uncontrolled waves of illegal immigration more than recent immigrants themselves. And uh, uh, they, they, they see their jobs threatened, their communities made less safe yeah. every time this happens. And um, we've got to send a message out there. This is not a victimless crime. All right, Mike, I know you got to go. Thank you so much for spending a few minutes with us, and good luck, on, uh, and keep fighting the good fight. No, thank you so much. You take care. Senator Mike Lee here on News Radio 890 KDXU. Mike Lee was on yesterday, uh, earlier in the day, at 7.50 in the morning, and uh, really, uh, what's the word I want to use? It's, it's frightening, some of the stuff that he talked about. Of course, we're talking about the border, but also talking about what the Democrats are trying to do. Now, uh, years ago, and we're talking about 50 years ago, now about 48, 49 years ago, I was about 10 years old, uh, so maybe 45 years ago, uh, I used to play baseball with my friends. And back in the day, it was kind of like Sandlot. If you've seen the movie, uh, there was, you know, a handful of us. Uh, and and uh, you would play in the field. And then if they needed a batter, you'd run in from your position. Somebody else would cover your spot. And you would go and back. Because we, we didn't have 18 guys. So you could play nine on nine baseball, you know. So we, we had maybe nine guys total and nine or ten guys total. And, and we would go play. My, my two buddies were Mike Broadmoor and Scott Duke. And uh, I'm not making these names up. That was really their names. And, and uh, we, we called Scott Duke Scotty. And we called Mike. Uh, we had a bunch of different nicknames for Mike. But basically, he, Mike was, even at 10 and 11 years old, he was uh, he had broad shoulders, big, strong kid. We called him Moose sometimes, even though I was taller than him. He was much wider than me. But uh, So we used to play uh, a little pickup baseball in, in uh, the uh, neighborhood sand lot, if you want to call it that, the empty lot. Um, and Mike and I were pretty good at hitting deep balls. We, if we, now we had in right field, there was a sticker patch. And if you, if you hit it beyond the right field into the sticker patch, that was a bad thing in left field, there was a fence. And if you hit it over the fence, there was a pretty nasty dog, much like in Sandlot, only it wasn't this giant monster like they had, but, uh, there was a big dog, uh, over the, uh, over the left field fence. And if you hit it over there, that wasn't a good thing either. 
uh, in center field, there was just endless dirt and stuff, and and uh, we most of us didn't hit it to center field anyway. But uh, to uh, to shorten the story a little bit, uh, we played a lot of baseball, like all summer long, uh, quite often after school, uh, and uh, you know, at the, at, we had enough, uh, a few, a few enough guys that we had to have ghost runners. You know what a ghost runner is, Allie? Have you ever heard of ghost runner? I don't know why you're. Saying. I have not. You have not heard of ghost runner. <laughs> no. Okay. Well, basically, if you don't have enough people batting, um, you so so say I got a hit and I went over to second base, but we didn't have enough guys to keep batting, so I would I would go back to bat again a couple of guys later, and they would they would put a ghost runner or an imaginary runner at second base, and then if you got a single, that runner would advance one base. And if you got a double, then that advanced, that runner would advance two bases. So it was kind of a pretend runner, I guess, right. maybe. But we call them ghost runners. But uh, so anyway, we had uh, enough, a few enough guys. We had to employ ghost runners, and we had some uh, some situations like that. But of my two buddies there, Mike Moose, Mike we called him, uh, and Scotty. Uh, they were two very different guys. Scotty was little and fast, very athletic, very quick. In fact, I, I, I would guess he probably, uh, now I moved away from there, but I don't know what happened in high school, but I, I would guess he was a track sprinter. I mean, he was just a really, really athletic, fast kid. Uh, and then Mike was a home run guy, and I was kind of a, a tweener. Uh, I was faster than Mike, but, uh, but I couldn't hit it quite as far as him. And I was uh, slower than Scotty, but I could hit a lot further. Uh, but at one point, uh, as we're playing these games, those are the two guys that stick out because they were my best friends. But at one point, um, Scotty made a proposition. He said, you know, we don't like it when the ball goes in the stickers. And, of course, we re- really don't like it when it goes over the fence and the dog, the, it's in the vicious dog's yard, and we have to go around to the front and ask the, the, you know, the homeowner if we can have our ball back. Uh, he said, so let's do this. Let's make a home run uh, an out. You hit a home run, you're automatically out because you cost us the baseball. We can't, you know, somebody's going to have to go in the stickers and, and, and get the ball. Or somebody's going to have to go ask the, you know, the neighbor if they, we can have our ball back. So let's just make the home run an out. Well, you know, Scotty thought that was a perfectly grand idea. Home run is an out because he never hit any home runs. So for him, it was like, hey, yeah, let's let's make that an out. Uh, for Mike, who was a home run guy, he was like, "Wait, wait a minute! What are you, what are you talking about? You know, I, I I hit home runs, and I don't think I should be declared out every time I hit a ball over the fence or over into the stickers." And uh, and so they they had a little argument about this, and uh, basically Scotty was saying, "Look, I I want these rules to be in my favor because well, well it's for the greater good. It's because we, so we don't have to go in the stickers or go try to get the ball by the dog." He says, "But uh, it, yeah, I admit it does favor me." And and as Mike Lee was talking about you know the Democrats and changing who can vote and how you can vote and what kind of ID is or is not required. I was thinking to myself, this this reminds me of Scotty Duke trying to change the rules so that home runs were outs. They want to change it so it is in their favor with the claim that, well, it's for the greater good of everyone. But really, it's for the greater good of me. And uh, that's what the Democrats are trying to do. And and honestly, the, the threat is, is real enough uh, that Mike Lee actually said, he actually said, you know what? Uh, I'm going to do everything in my power as a human being to not let this happen. Because if 
The Democrats get so they can pass and do anything that they want because they have a majority and they're going to get voted in again and again and again because they're going to give the power to, for anyone to vote and for votes to be manipulated and for uh, these illegal immigrants to come in and vote right away. Uh, then it's going gonna, it's gonna to ruin the system and it's going to make it so that this whole country becomes socialist Democrat. Uh, and that scares me. It scared Mike to the, like I said, to the point where he said over my dead body is what he said that, will I let that happen? Now, fortunately they would have to have a 60% vote to pass this HR one. And, uh, they're, they're not going to, they're not going to get that, but, uh, man, oh man, this, that's how, that's how close we are to disaster sometimes with some of these off the, off the wall ideas from these Democrats. It's just, it's just nutsoid. Uh, eight, uh, 929 now on KDXU. Again, I'll be giving away tickets to Bill Engvall tonight. In fact, let's take caller number four right now for Bill Engvall. Again, if you had something planned tonight, I would encourage you to cancel it because uh, this is this is a pretty big deal. Big time national comedian, funny guy. Here's your sign. That guy uh, is at Tuacon Amphitheater tonight. I've got two tickets right here in my hand, and we're going to go line four. There it is. Who is this on the phone line? Hello? Yeah, you there? Yes, I'm here. Hey, you just Sweet. you just won a pair of tickets to go see Bill Engvall tonight. Sweet. I don't know if you had plans already, but cancel them, man. This guy is good. Here, Here, <laughs> awesome. Awesome. All right. Well, hang on the line. I'll get the, all your information as we go to commercial break here. But, uh, yeah, congratulations. You're the winner. Thank you, sir. Welcome back to the program, 934 now on News Radio 890, 94.9 KDXU. Congratulations to Cody, the winner of a pair of tickets to see Bill Engvall tonight in concert at the Tuacon Amphitheater. I'd like to go to that show. Unfortunately, I've got some family commitments tonight and tomorrow morning, and so uh, I will not be there, but uh, Bill will be there, and so will Cody and uh, his date, his wife, his, I don't know who he's taking with him. I'm sure he's taking somebody important. His wife and, is Lindsay. Oh, Lindsay. Oh, way to go, Allie. Thanks. You went the extra mile. Got, I assume he's taking Lindsay, right? Well, you know, he didn't mention that, but I would assume so. <laughs> Cody, you better take Lindsay. Yeah. Uh, I talked to Bill earlier this week. He was actually live on the air with us and um, Bill Engvall. And he said, you know... Uh, I love Southern Utah. I love Tuacon. It is absolutely gorgeous. And he said, I just want people to know this is a clean show. He says, I'm not doing any of that, uh, what they call blue blue humor or, you know, the kind of the off-colored stuff. That, that's not how Bill rolls. And uh, I think that's pretty cool. Yeah. We need more of that type of comedy. Uh, too many comedians slip into the, you know, the kind of the raunchy stuff way, way too easily. Mm-hmm. We heard uh, Mike Lee talking about the uh, mess at the border between U.S. and Mexico uh, where uh, drug cartels are, are, are trying to, uh, you know, send kids across. And, I, you know, there's, I think Rory O'Neill told us 550 kids a day, unaccompanied minors, trying to get into our country to the point where uh, there's literally thousands and thousands and thousands of these kids uh, that, we don't know what to do with him. You release him. Uh, and and he, Rory O'Neill was saying, he's the NBC uh, correspondent for us, was saying that these kids, <clears throat> a lot of times their parent, one parent is still in Mexico, the other is in the United States. And so they'll, they'll, they'll send their kid across the board and say, hey, go find your dad or go find your mom. And, uh, you know, if you're 10 years old, uh, 
and you're in the system, as they say, and then you're supposed to go find your parent. I just can't, I can't imagine how awful that is. Now, you would think, I mean, that's bad, of course, but you would think moving around within the United States of America wouldn't be that big of a problem, even with COVID-19. But uh, Allie has been working on a story, and I know most of you have heard the story, but she has been uh, get, she's gotten us some insight from a, a couple that, well, they took their kids, went to Hawaii. Mm-hmm. Allie was it had a great time. It yeah. was, you know, they most of the the really bad restrictions uh, they were able to get around by getting tested and stuff. And then it was time to go home. And yep. uh, when they got to the airport, Allie, what happened? Well, the CDC or well, the the airline said uh, to the husband. You're not allowed to get on the airplane. Say, say what? You're not allowed to? Well, did he have, uh, was he trying to smuggle a pineapple or something? Nope. No. They said you had a uh, positive test result in Las Vegas before you came, Uh-oh. which ended up being a false positive, but it was still reported, so they would not let him on the airplane. Okay, so before before he went to Hawaii, mm-hmm. so we were back here in the West, yep. in Utah, basically, in St. Well, George. George family. Mm-hmm. He goes, they say, you have to have, you have to pass this test before yeah. you can come to Hawaii. So he goes and gets the test, mm-hmm. and the first test is a positive. And he's like, that's really strange because I've had the vaccine. And didn't he, did he already have COVID-19 way back he when? He had it in December. Yeah, so, yeah. so he was confused. So he went and got tested again, correct? Mm-hmm. And the second test? The second test, well, so he came back here and had two rapid tests that each showed that he was negative Uh and an antigen test, which said that he had already had it. Oh, my god! So then he went back to Las Vegas. And he'd been vaccinated. And he'd been vaccinated. Uh Went back to Las Vegas, and he got a negative test result then. Okay, so all right, they fixed it. Everything's good, right? Yep. He's, so he's good to go. They were able to go to Hawaii. Got on the airplane, flew to Hawaii, had a great time. Mm-hmm. Probably did a little body surfing and enjoyed some Hawaiian shave ice and yeah. laid out on the beach. And then they couldn't come home. Now, yeah. Now, they let the kids come home, is that right? They did. The kids were are 15 and 18. Okay, so they're not little kids. No, they're not yeah. little kids. And so they let them back. They let them on the plane. However, they did pat them down. They searched them, went mm. through all their stuff for COVID, not for drugs or anything like that. It's just the fact that he tested pos- positive for COVID negative, uh, um, artificially or whatever. Yeah, false positive. False, yeah. So I guess I'm having a hard time understanding why the false or why the positive got put through and and never got fixed, especially knowing everything we know about. Now, now you have been in contact with uh, the family. First of all, what's Mm -hmm. their names? And then what? And and it's the the wife that you've been talking to, right? Yeah, her name is Sarah Kerr. Kerr. The husband is Charlie Kerr. I don't know the kids' names, Um, but anyway, they yeah. And they're from St. George. And Sarah so. tells you right now they're still kind of in limbo. Is that right? They are. They, they're they stuck there. So at this point, um, Charlie's uh, positive test result has been enough time that he will be able to fly home soon or or now. Okay. But he doesn't want to leave her there by herself, of course. But they're making her quarantine uh, for a certain amount of time from so wait, when she has to quarantine mm-hmm. when he never had it. Yep. They're making her quarantine. That doesn't make any sense. Yeah. And she had, she got a test done, turned out negative, of course. Of course. 
They, I guess they're making her do another one. I wasn't quite. They, they didn't like that one. It sure. wasn't good enough. It, yeah. I mean, so and then and then what is she telling you right now? What is their status right now? So um, they are saying. Let's see. I was just trying to see here. So they refuse to take his negative test or vaccination into consideration. And she says it doesn't inspire people to be vaccinated when there aren't benefits. Yeah. Uh, but so let's see. So they're just in Hawaii right now. and Which is not a bad place to be for a week or two. But when you're stuck there, yeah, it's so expensive. Last time I went to Hawaii, a gallon of milk was $5.67. Yeah. Yeah, gas similarly. So yeah, and and you know they've got to have a place to stay. Well, some people from St. George were there for a little bit in a timeshare, and they were able to stay with them. Thankfully, people have been wonderful here. They said helping out their kids, so they've had a lot of of wonderful help. But you know this, they're still missing their work. They're still you know trying to afford to be there. Their kids don't have their parents with them, so it's it's not exactly paradise for them right now no no trouble in paradise for sure yeah uh so the latest is uh, i read you you sent me the the latest from her was that uh there they may let her come home next tuesday or next friday is that right yeah yeah so <laughs> and that's if everything goes well yeah but so far it hasn't um they did say media coverage has has got utah helping them out as much as they can mm. But the CDC is the one being stubborn. Hard to believe that, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. What are the odds? All right, Allie. Well, I hope that, that we have a good resolution to this whole thing and they'll get to Me come too. home soon. Uh, the, uh, some of the frustrations are they neither one, uh, they both have jobs and mm-hmm. they haven't been able to work. Yeah. Uh, and then, of course, the expense of just even being in Hawaii and, you know, I mean, eating a, a, a $10 meal here would be a 20 to $25 meal there. Right. Uh, it's just a reality of things. It's expensive to be mm-hmm. on the islands over there. So have you been to Hawaii, by the way? I have not. Oh, okay. That's my goal. Okay. But you've been to Scotland. I've been to Scotland. Yes. Okay. <laughs> cool. Uh, 942 on KDXU. The family, the Kerrs, right? K- K- the Kerrs, yeah. K- K-E-R-R. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I I wish them the best. I you know I don't know if there's anything we can do as uh, you know Andy Griffin Show listeners or or, or myself, but uh, we wish them the best and uh, hopefully whoever sent the positive in the false positive and got him on this big old list will uh, apologize at least. Yeah, probably not going to happen. A, huh? Have a talking to. Yeah, one little slip and this has caused them to be. Yeah. Yeah, frustrating. Here's a guy who had it already and he's been vaccinated. And he is not COVID positive, and he, they put him on the no-fly list. Frustrating stuff. Uh, 9.43 on KDXU. Coming up in just a couple of minutes, I've got a soundbite from Kim Commando. Now, you say, who's Kim Commando? That's not a real name. Well, that's not her real name. But uh, she is our consumer tech expert here at KDXU. We have play her show 8 to 11 every Saturday morning. You get a chance to listen to it. It's good stuff. Uh, she doesn't – the thing I like about the Kim Commando show is she doesn't – uh, make it so hard to understand that you're just like, huh? No, she makes she she breaks down technology to the point where everyday people like you and I can listen to it and go, oh, okay, that makes sense. Uh, but uh, Kim, uh, every day she has a little segment that she does on her morning show. It's uh, like at six fifty in the morning or something like that. 
six forty. Yeah, I think it's about six fifty. Uh, today it was about uh, uh, some legislation that is uh, looks like going to happen right here in the great state of Utah. And I wanted to play, and it's a very short one. This this one's only like 45 seconds or something like that. Uh, and then maybe get your reaction. It's Open Line Friday today, 673-5890 is the phone number. You can email me, A Griffin, G-R-I-F-F-I-N, A Griffin at cherrycreekmedia.com, or you can text me. My text line is 435-467-5843. No, 5842, I'm sorry, I misspoke. 435-467-5842. And uh, go ahead and give me a text and uh, tell me what's on your mind. Uh, We're going to go to commercial break here. And then when we come back, we'll hear from Kim Commando and talk about some legislation in Utah that's going to affect, well, it could affect everyone. And certainly it's something that is worth talking about. Uh, First of all, I want to talk about Joe Shoney, though. Joe Shoney has been a sponsor of this show since I've been on the show. His specialty is, uh, well, loan consulting. Uh, Joe talks about... Uh, customer service as being his best thing. And it really is. If you look online, his reviews out of uh, over 510 reviews, his average is 4.96 out of five stars. Uh, Anthony, very easy to work with. No complaints. Five stars. Shannon says, Joe, Sue, and Shannon were a pleasure to work with. They were able to get our loan approved quickly and stayed in contact with us the entire time up to our closing. Thank you, Joe and your team. We love our new home. That's what he's going for, for you to be happy with the process and for you to love your new home. It's Joe Shoney, loan consultant for more than 25 years here in Southern Utah. Call him today at 435-590-6300. Have you heard of KeepDixieGreat.com? At KeepDixieGreat.com, we love Dixie and are fighting to keep the Dixie name at our university. You know, a portion of every sale goes to DSUHC.org to help them fight to keep the Dixie name through legal means. Check out our Andy Griffin Show t-shirts, Sugarloaf t-shirts, hoodies, mugs, and other swag. And right now, tees are two for $30 if you use the promotional code KDXU. That's two t-shirts for $30 with the promotional code KDXU. It's keepdixiegreat.com where shipping is always free. Welcome back. Love to hear from you today. 673-5890 if you're so inclined. And uh, text line 467-5842. That's the 435 area code. 435-467-5842 for the text line. couple of items of business. Again, uh, first of all, congratulations to Cody for winning the tickets to see Bill Engvall tonight at the Tuacon Amphitheater. I wish I had more. They gave me two. Said uh, you, you can give them out when and where you want, but uh, that's all you get. I'm assuming the other stations all got a couple, too. Maybe they got more. I don't know. But uh, congratulations to Cody checking out the comedian Bill Engvall tonight. Nice, clean, dry bar type comedy uh, to that show tonight. Uh, And then uh, the uh, vaccinations right now until I think it's uh, 1 p.m. Well, I'll have maybe Allie tell us a little bit more about that. Till 1 o'clock, Hurricane Valley Family Pharmacy is administering vaccinations, right? Yes. And, And where will we go? Coral Canyon. Coral Cliffs. Coral Cliffs. I get that wrong every time. Coral Cliffs Cinema in Hurricane. And it's drive-through for everyone. Awesome. Do you know if it's the Moderna, Pfizer, Johnson & Johnson? I'm not aware of what that one is. Okay. So... Cool deal, though. So that's open to anybody? I I can just drive over there and be a part of it? That's what I'm told. Yeah. So, but I know that they're opening up for 16 and older soon so next, that's next, next week. week yeah yeah next, next week if you don't even if you're healthy 16 and older mm-hmm. next week yeah 
So, uh, all right. Uh, so, uh, cool, cool deal there. If you have not been vaccinated and you haven't been able to get through and signed up, perfect time to do it, especially if you live out on the east side there, Hurricane Leverk and Tokerville, uh, even even Washington, you could drive over to the Cliff Cinema and get vaccinated. So uh, do it. I would say do it. A um, couple of things I want to take care of on the show today. First of all, uh, I got some text. Let me get my text line going here. I'm going to read these dry. Uh, uh, well, this is a text that family should never have taken the trip to Hawaii if one of their pre-travel tests was positive. You have to upload a negative test result 72 hours before you land. If he took multiple tests and one was positive, then they probably should have rescheduled too much uncertainty. Well, that's an interesting take on that. Uh, and, and then It's funny. It says, what happened to open line Friday? The lines are open. If you want to call 673-5890 is the phone number. Uh, and uh, just waiting for folks to call. I just tested the phone line just a moment ago. It is working good. So if you want to call 673-5890, we would love to hear uh, from you. Uh, all right, real quick, I want to play this uh, short soundbite for you. This is uh, from Kim Commando's morning show t- uh, today. She, she just comes on and does a little two-minute bit. Uh, I extracted f- uh, about 50 seconds of it uh, from today. I think this is fascinating. Listen. There hasn't been a war on pornography in America since President Reagan left office in 1989. The Clintons abandoned the anti-porn war about the time the World Wide Web arrived, and the rest is history. Or is it? The state of Utah is considering a new law requiring that all smartphones and tablets sold in Utah automatically block porn. The governor will either veto or sign the bill into law within a week. We can debate whether a law would have any effect on the porn industry, because filters can be removed, and once you're online, the porn is still there. But from a constitutional standpoint, Utah is well within its rights to legally require the filters, and you can bet if the bill passes. Smartphone manufacturers will be in court within hours with the same old First Amendment arguments we've heard for the past 50 years. Now, I gleaned from her tone of voice and the way she positioned what she said that she thinks this is a good idea, and Kim Commando thinks, you know, by requiring smartphones and tablets in Utah to have an, a porn filter automatically put on it is a good idea. Um, what do you think? Uh, you know, the, the, the idea that the choice is taken out of our hands, to me, is very, uh, it's very liberal. Um, I am 100% anti-porn. I am 100% what it does to... Uh, you know, to to females, to children, to uh, I mean, this this industry is a cancer on our society. I really believe that. Uh, but by the same token, if they start taking away our civil liberties, if they start taking away things that should belong to us, that we should have a a, a choice uh, whether or not we participate, even if they're bad for us. I mean, they they can outlaw. I guess they could outlaw cigarettes, right? They could outlaw alcohol. They could outlaw coffee, uh, whatever you think is bad for you. Uh, and they tried it. Remember, they tried outlawing alcohol in this, in this country back in the 20s. It didn't go over so well. Uh, and so when, when they talk about, okay, you can't buy a smartphone uh, without a heavy porn filter installed on it, I, I just think this is we're, we're we're crossing over some dangerous thresholds here. I don't I don't think that's a good idea at all. All right, uh, open line Friday. We'll open up the phone lines now. Six seven three five eight ninety. Is this Richard? 
Morning, Andy. Happy hey, Friday. What's a, yeah, what's up, man? Well, on your subject, I think it should have the filter, and it should be a chore to get rid of that filter so you can download whatever the pervert stuff you want, but that's my opinion. Okay. <laughs> Instead of the other way around, it seems like. No anyway, way. my main subject was what's going on down at the border. Yeah. I don't know if you've been following that too much. Oh, yeah. But it's crazy. They're telling us travel restrictions. you got to have proof that you've had the shot and all this crap. And they're letting people cross our border, which they know are infected, like 25%. There's one town when they were doing testing. And so we had a Republican representative pass the bill that says these people have to be tested and have a shot before they're released. And the Democrats shot that down twice. Yep. Yep. So what is that telling us as a citizen? What they're trying to feed us is a bunch of crap? Or is there a means to an end with this situation? You know, we've had so many civil liberties taken away from us with COVID-19. And and you can justify, you can say, well, they they needed to be taken away from us. So, you know, things like making us wear a mask and things like that. you think the Democrats would go, okay, in this one area, when it comes to COVID-19, we probably need to think about that more than we need to think about, uh, you know, letting, letting freedom ring, let them come across. But they don't. It's, it's like it's the same old leftist ideal in that do as we say, don't, don't do as we do. You know, we, we can say it, but we're going to get away with it uh, because we're, gonna, we're, we're not going to listen to ourselves. It, it's, it's hypocritical. It is, but it's also follow the science, you know. That's what they pound in our head, you know. So yeah, they don't really as we get that. another we get another wave of COVID, so they're going to try to shut us down. Or I think they've got a master plan. Like this thing's going to get away from them again, and we can claim martial law on the border and just let it spread through the state. Yeah. So that's my tinfoil opinion. Yeah, well, you know, and the thing is, too, and thank you for the call, by the way. The thing is, too, is is they're using children as as tools and weapons. They're using, you know, they're sending a, an eight-year-old kid across, uh, you know, the car- drug cartels, and the kid might be infected, and he might be, you know, muling some drugs across, and, and because he's a little kid, he's getting a free pass, and he's getting the sympathy not only of the leftists and the liberals, but he's getting the sympathy of, uh, you know, of, of even some of the uh, people on the right side. Oh, he's a little kid. So anyway, all right, let's go to line two. Uh, hey, what's going on, Dell? How you doing this morning? Good. How are you? Good. Thanks for calling in. What's up? Hey, I just want to make a comment about what Mike and that say. I uh, we keep blaming everything on the Democrats, but I just feel like our representatives, I'm talking about Mike and Romney, all those, when they, when we have the power, they do not say, and you look at the Democrats, even now they're blaming Trump for everything, they blame for the border, border problem. Yeah. They blame him for everything. And it's nice, nice now that the legislature, that he's introducing all this stuff, but it's a little bit too late now. He ought to be out, those women back East, those five ladies who just got elected, they ought to be out there promoting them. Let's, why is it only the women get can do the thing? Why can't the men, the men run the the house and the senate and all that? But they're not out there bad mouthing the Democrats. They allow the Democrats to bad mouth the people who really believe in in our constitution. So 
You know, look at what uh, Midvale just did to Romney. They gave him an award for voting against uh, President Trump. Yeah. And it, so you, you can see where we're, where we're headed. It's a little bit too late now to say, oh, we're going to fight for it when they should have did that when they when they had the power. Why why are they waiting till now when they've lost control of everything to do anything? I mean, it just irritates me the fact that the Democrat, uh, the Republicans don't do anything until they've lost power. Then they go, oh, we're going to do this, and we're going to do this, and we're going to try and get our rights back when it's a little bit too late. It just irritates me that they allow that. To, Romney right now, he's, he's talking about the border. Why isn't, he, why isn't he concerned about us people who want our freedom? I mean, you're talking about the people back, the, about the border people instead of the people there in Utah. We want our rights back. So just my thoughts. Awesome. I, I appreciate the, your take on it. I think that uh, fear was probably a part of it. Uh, they they thought, well, we don't want to lose our jobs because if we lose our jobs, Democrats will get them. And, but, uh, yeah, I think fear is, is a big part of the thing. Back back when they had more power, when the Senate had a Republican majority, a lot of those guys wouldn't stick their neck out because they didn't, you know, they were afraid something, you know, something bad might happen, like they might lose the next election. Well, as it turns out, a lot of them did. And that's why we have 50 senators uh, and, and, and from the Democrat side and 50 senators from the Republican side and Kamala Harris breaking every tie in the favor of the Democrats. That's the frustrating thing about it. All right, we're down to the last minute. Allie, do we have a caller ready to go? We want to get one call in. in uh, all right, let's do it. Uh, go ahead. We're down to the last minute. What's up? Okay, I just had a comment on the Kim Commando um, take on pornography yeah. filters. Yeah. And I think that it's a good idea. And I think that your analogy with the alcohol, I can't go to my cupboard and open my cupboard and find alcohol in my kitchen anytime I want. I have to go to the store and buy it. Mm. And I think that's kind of the same thing. Nobody's saying they can't produce pornography. They can't disseminate um, pornography. It's just not going to be easily accessed Okay. On your phone, you're going to have to take some effort hmm, to good get point. it. Good point. All right. Thank you for the point today, and thank you for the call. We're out of time. Time now for news.